our ability to provide the materials, provide connections to a nationwide network of solar installers, combine those with the home builders that need all of those services. And we think we're going to offer a home builder solutions program that will be effective and easy and promote compliance rather than avoidance, which is a lot of what I've been hearing lately is how to avoid not have to comply. Oh, interesting. And we want to make it easy to comply because we believe in the, in the values and we believe in the goal. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Solar Review Podcast. This is Tom Miller, editor of Solar Review Magazine. And today I'm joined by Jonah Liebes in my actually home studio uh, today. It's great to have you today here, Jonah. Thanks, Tom. And Jonah is the director of our Home Builder Services program. Um, Jonah, why don't you just lay out for me real quick, give me the give me the elevator speech on what the Home Builder program is, what are we trying to do here? Our Home Builder program is a seamless solar compliance solution. We make connections between builders, solar installers, and ourselves in order to promote the installation of solar on homes in California. So California's gonna have a big boom. We're, we're all really excited about it. What's the potential volume coming through in 2020? Sure, yeah, good question. Um, in 2017, which is the last data that we have, mm-hmm. there were about 114,000 new dwelling units built in California. Mm-hmm. And I say dwelling units because about half of those, 57,000, were single-family dwellings and another 57,000 plus were multifamily. And solar is required on both single and multifamily, although the multifamily tends to have a slightly smaller system because of the conditioned floor area to roof space ratio. But 2020, there's expected to be even more total dwelling units built. Right. And again, about half expected to be multifamily. So when you look at the total opportunity for solar, Uh, Currently, residential retrofit market is about 60,000 units a year. There's likely to be that much again Mm. in the new construction on single-family dwellings. Then on the multifamily, it'll be a smaller kilowatt per household ratio, but it's still going to be a massive amount of solar. Right. Um, talk to me about the minimum amount of solar that needs to be put on these new homes and you know what an approach a home builder might take as they're thinking about maybe taking that on themselves or contracting that out. Sure. Yeah, good question. So Title 24, part of the California Energy Commission code, requires a certain level of energy efficiency in the home and has for some time. California has been leading that in the nation for years. About six years ago, California said that in 2019 code, they're going to require solar on the home. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's part of a calculation that determines based on climate zone, Mm -hmm. size of the home, and some other factors on how big the system will be. So Mm -hmm. if you're in the desert, more more cooling load, obviously. And so the systems range from about two and a half kilowatts to an average of about four kilowatts. So it's a pretty small system, really. Your average residential retrofit is closer to five or six kilowatts. Yeah. The intent of the code is to provide 100% of the electrical load of the home with the solar system. And they calculate that to include a natural gas furnace and water heater. So they're assuming a dual fuel home and a very efficient home because part of that Title 24 requirement is high performance attics, high performance walls, quality insulation, all of the energy efficiency requirements that California has become known for. Mm -hmm. And a home built in California today versus a home built 
20, 30 years ago, there's no comparison. Right. Much, much more efficient. So indeed, a smaller solar system will suffice. I still think that the uh, calculations have been a little bit too conservative, right. meaning people aren't going to get 100% of their load from these smaller systems. Uh, I'm going to encourage folks to take a hard look at the calculations and determine if their lifestyle is going to require them to have a little bit bigger of a system. Mm-hmm. And But again, the average across all climate zones is about 3.4 kilowatts. The highest in the worst climate zone could be about six kilowatts, but that's very rare uh, according to these calculations. Mm-hmm. And are you expecting most home builders are going to contract this out or will it be a blend? What are you thinking? I think it's going to be a blend and it's going to change over time. Mm-hmm. Initially, home builders are likely to continue doing what they're doing now, right. which is hiring a solar subcontractor to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfectly valid way to do it. Solar contractors know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than just the physical work. There are regu- regulatory work to do, entitlements, um, utility, interconnections and applications. So it's a little different than hanging the sheetrock or doing the painting on right. a house. I do believe that a, a subcontractor who's very familiar with the product should be the one installing it. That said, I think builders will learn over time that they can maximize their profits by self-performing more of the work. Hmm. And that may mean the builder's own crews do some of the solar installation, like the pre-wire, mm-hmm. or it may be that they hire their existing electrical and roofing trades to do some of that solar work rather than hiring a discrete C46 solar contractor to do all of the installation. So I think the easy way out is to have a solar contractor do all the work, and that's valid and great. Great for the solar industry, and uh, they'll end up with a quality product. Mm -hmm. Over time, I think builders will end up using more electrical and roofing contractors to do the work rather than just a solar subcontractor. It's yet to be seen, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So are you looking to connect these groups? What's your your thinking as you've been working on this program? Yeah, that's exactly the program, is to make connections between home builders, electrical and solar contractors, and other disaggregated service providers that home builders can use if they choose to not use a solar contractor to do the work. For example, uh, there are companies that specialize just in engineering, and permitting for the solar systems. Other companies that specialize in utility interconnection work mm-hmm. and after project service. So if a home builder chooses to self-install, they can use some of these other service providers to perform the parts of the project that they choose not to or don't feel comfortable with. And I saw you sent me a list a couple of weeks ago of the different services that you're hoping Baywalk can help provide or the connections that yes. you can help. Maybe go go through that list with me. You know, um, what, sure. what are those items? Sure. There's a whole, obviously, delivery process mm-hmm. that has to happen to get a solar system installed competently uh-huh. and effectively on the roof. It starts with meeting with the customer. What do they want? How much energy are they going to need? So proper sizing and proper planning. Right. Then there's engineering and permitting that has to happen along with product selection, procurement of the equipment, mm-hmm. finally. Mm-hmm. Then there's the installation and implementation side, and that's the that's the piece that I hope the builder can do some self-performance of. 
to mm. maximize their return and right. keep the cost down That's for the, the homeowner. That's the pre-wiring stuff. Pre-wiring, yeah. um, mounting stanchions and rails to roofs, maybe hanging an inverter or yeah. doing um, pre-wire for the inverter. And for the trainings, you're, you're picturing like webinars, things like that, that we can help provide. Give me the first one minute of your webinar. What, do you, what, sure. are, you, what are you gonna tell people? I think the title is How to Make Money Installing Solar. <laughs> Great. Because um, the people who want solar mostly want it because it's going to be a return on investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the environmental benefits, and that's why I got it on my house yep. you know, almost 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. But one of the great reasons is the return on investment. So the homeowner wants a return. The builder obviously wants a return. They're sticking their neck out with liabilities, with, with hard work, building these homes, buying land, getting it done. So they need to make a profit too. And of course, there's the profit of the environment right. that we can talk about as well. The builder needs to learn that solar is not, a, is not the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a scary part of the installation of the home. It's a it's a standard part. It's easy to do. Their existing trades or a solar installer can do it. And this is the way you'll make money doing it. So one of the visuals is a simple stacked bar chart of the costs of a solar system. And separated from that is all the margin associated with the different scopes of work distribution, mm. labor, all the soft costs. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the builder can take advantage of that margin by incorporating the scope of work of other trades into their own. For example, rather than paying a subcontractor to get the permit, Mm -hmm. they use their existing resources to do that. So you went through a whole long list of things that that need to happen to get solar on the roof of these new homes that are going to be built in California. And it sounds like a big challenge for a lot of home builders. You're hoping to address that challenge, right? And to say, well, we can we can help facilitate this happening and slowly or quickly integrated into your business. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Our ability to provide the materials, provide connections to nationwide oh. network of solar installers, combine those with the home builders that need all of those services. Mm-hmm. And we think we're going to offer a home builder solutions program that will be effective and easy and promote compliance rather than avoidance, right. which is a lot of what I've been hearing lately is mm. how to avoid not have to comply. Oh, interesting. And we want to make it easy to comply because mm-hmm. we believe in the, in the values and we believe in the goal. Right. We talked about the minimums that need to go into new homes in terms of the amount of power that the installation needs to provide. But one of the caveats to that is that if you install storage, then you might not need to install as much uh, PV. Is that correct? And That's can correct. You, can you, what's going on sure. there? Sure. So the size of the system is determined by the climate zone, by the conditioned floor area, and a few other factors. The, that goes into the whole calculation for are you in Title 24 compliance. There's also exclusions and exceptions mm-hmm. that allow you to put in a smaller solar system. Say there's a big mountain next to the house and you don't have uh, enough unshaded area on the roof. They allow you mm-hmm. to put in a smaller system. If you um, are in a particular climate zone and the calculation returns an especially huge solar system, there's an exception that allows you to do a smaller one. There's also an exception for storage. Storage, if you comply with the storage requirements, which are approximately five kilowatt hours and a certain warranty, Title 24 allows you to reduce the solar system size by 25%. So it's it's a it's a benefit if you can't 
fit that much on the roof. Um, it's not a financial benefit necessarily because the storage is going to cost you a fair amount as well. Right. So it's not a way to save money on the initial installation, but it does in many utilities return a much higher rate of return and a, a higher investment quality for the homeowner mm-hmm. because of the time of use arbitrage that can be done with the battery. So it's not just a backup system for blackouts, although it is that as well. Mm-hmm. It's primarily designed to improve the rate of return. Are there situations that you could see coming up where the home builder wants to take advantage maybe of that reduction in the PV requirement, install storage, but also be working with a solar installer who might add additional PV and then be working with the potential home buyer on a storage and PV strategy for their home? Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the goal. would love a home builder to take that kind of interest in what the homeowner actually wants uh-huh. out of their solar system. And I think that'll happen with the smaller builders, with the custom builders, okay. local and some regional. The The larger builders, the big national folks, mm-hmm. are reducing and, and limiting the choices that people have with the solar. So used to be optional, used to be the size uh, was determined by the homeowner. In many cases now, from what I've heard, there's a three kilowatt system on the roof of this home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lease. Mm. And if you want the home, you'll you'll take that system with it. And you know, while I, I like that in some respects and that it, people will get solar on that home, mm-hmm. I want there to be choices and I want people to get the system that they want. Right. And in particular, if I'm buying a new home, I most likely would want to buy my system for cash. Now, mm-hmm. I know that's not always possible, and that's why third-party-owned systems are great for people who don't want to spend the, the cash now on a system, want to pay for it over time, or don't want to do maintenance on it, or don't want to have any production liability. So for those folks, the third-party-owned system is great. For somebody who wants to maximize their return, a cash, a wholly-owned system that you pay cash for is is the way to go. Right. And when you do that, you often get more choices with size, with storage, mm-hmm. and... Um, and the way it's configured. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about financing. What, what, what's, what, where is your mind in terms of financing? What can home builders take advantage of? What might we be offering now or in the future? What do you, what do you, what are your sure. thoughts? We offer financing through our partners right now. Uh-huh. When a builder uses one of our partners, our installation partners, to get the system mm-hmm. installed, that partner brings financing to the table. Whether it's a third-party-owned system or a loan, we can accommodate through through those folks. Home builders, in a lot of cases, don't want to add any cost to the mortgage. Right. And it's understandable. They want to build the, the most house they can for the customer's money. Mm-hmm. And the customer's loan amount is generally fixed at a, at a high level. Mm-hmm. And the home is priced right there. Mm-hmm. And the builder would like to offer the amenities that the homeowner wants. And it's probably going to take up all the value of that mortgage. For those types of builders and loan amounts, the third-party-owned system is a perfectly valid way to go. And what that is, uh, somebody else, a company, actually owns the system that's on the homeowner's roof. And they're able to put the system on somebody's roof, generally install it as well as own it, and then send the customer a bill for the energy that comes off of it, either in the form of a lease or what's called a power purchase agreement. Like I say, those can be great for people who don't have the cash, don't have any room left on their mortgage, or also don't have a tax app. Appetite. So third-party owned systems are, are great at taking advantage of those aspects. Mm-hmm. The highest rate of return for a homeowner is to pay cash for a system. 
Mm-hmm. And that's hard. People mm-hmm. don't often have $20,000 or $15,000 to drop on electricity at a given moment. Right. I like to think about it as if somebody said, you can buy groceries for the next 20 years, just give me $20,000 now. Um, you'd, you'd hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy things over time. So it's perfectly understandable for people not want to. I'd have to do that calculation. Yeah, I don't know. That's right. I might take you up on that offer for twenty thousand, maybe. But mm-hmm. the the uh, the concept is is understandable that people don't like to outlay all that cash all at once. Sure. But if you look at it on a on a pure investment basis, it it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you're talking a little bit about the trainings that you're planning to um, Baywa is planning to host. Uh, can you tell me about those? Sure. It'll initially be webinars and another web-based training and how to comply with Title 24. Do I need to comply with Title yeah. 24? Right. What's it going to cost? What are the basics of a solar system so I know what I'm up against? Who's going to do it for me? If I want to do it myself, how hard is that? These are the topics that I want to yeah. bring into the webinars right. for builders. And, and clearly, how do I make money installing solar? Nobody wants to do it for free, nor should they. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about solar installers themselves, solar contractors. Does this program apply to them? Yeah, so it absolutely applies to the solar installers. I've heard from many home builders that solar installers are not necessarily ready for new construction. And as a past solar contractor myself that focused on retrofit market, I can agree with that. A new construction project may be or is completely different than a retrofit. The, the crew that shows up at a track development may need to do 10 houses of pre-wire and stanchions in one day. Right. And then come back a month later and install the panels. Mm-hmm. Very different than sending in a crew to do an entire install from start to finish in a day or two. So the, the skill set and the methodology of the installation changes dramatically. Mm-hmm. and solar installers need to be ready for that. Also, the insurance requirements and potential liability of working in new construction is can be greater than in the retrofit market. Um, and, and just have, having the ability to provide the volume that the home builder needs at the time that they need it hmm. is critical to success in the, in the new construction industry. Wow. So it's a huge opportunity for both home builders and solar installers at the same time. And I think... You know, your, pro- your program is really trying to bring those two worlds together to say to the, to the home builders, hey, com- Title 24 compliance and everything you need to know, it's actually not that difficult and we can provide the resources that you need to, to get up and running. Is that right? That's right. It's not that difficult. And by the way, it's required. <laughs> it's required. That's all the time we have today. Thanks so much for joining me, Jonah. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it.